Welcome back, everybody, to Late Night at the Homestead. I'm your host, Tay. And I'm your host, Rach. And I'm your host, Sam. And this is episode 35, which has no significance. It's probably somebody's lucky number. It was my middle school basketball number. All right, it has significance to Rach. I don't know, Rach, who's today's guest? Today's guest needs no introduction. She's hilarious, kind, and maybe a little drunk sometimes. She's a good friend to all of us here at LNH. Erpers, please welcome to the podcast, Kelsey, aka Drunk Hot. Hi, Kelsey. Oh, hey. <laughs> Fancy seeing you here. Yeah. Welcome. Crazy. I hope you guys, before the introduction, got on audio my cat meowing. Just trying to interrupt all of it. We probably well, did. I don't know, we but if we have. did, we'll keep it. Bit of a bit of a limelight hog. So, <laughs> as soon as we hit record, he starts to make noise. Yeah, I know. He's been like napping. He's like, "Well, now's a great time to play." Cats are assholes. Cats are assholes. God, they're so cute. They are. <laughs> they're worth it. Blessing. Right, I'm gonna go ahead and open this white claw now. Solid. Cheers. I'm drinking out of my LNH cup. Sam, where's your cup? Um, in my dishwasher. Mine's also in my dishwasher. Mine's in my cabinet. I was I was going to buy the t-shirt, but then my girlfriend was like, "You own nothing but t-shirts. And you don't own a single legitimate glass in your home, so I'm going to tell you to get the glass." Right, that's fair. Thank you for supporting us. Oh my god! I mean, that's logical. Yeah, it's yeah, just like three plastic cups that I've accumulated over the and years. One glass cup. One glass. Now Plain. one glass. You should get some glassware. That seems unnecessary. Or not, so that she's always drinking out of our glass. Sam, don't encourage more glassware. Counterpoint, glassware costs money and free cups don't. Get yourself to those charity events and get those free cups. And oh my God. with that, Kelsey, what is your herb story? How did you find the show? When did you find the show? And why did you know you didn't keep watching the show? I'm not 100% sure if I have these years right. When, when did Winona Earp premiere? 2016, April 1st, 2016. Um, I think if I remember correctly, I found Winona Earp like sometime bef- right before the season finale of season one. Damn. Okay. We've never yeah. had anybody with that specific timeline. It's either like before one or before two when it's somebody early. Yeah, no, it was wild. it was in the middle of season one, and this was specifically around, so beforehand. Preface: um, I was really big into the one hundred. Oh, okay, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was around the time that the one hundred. Spoiler alert: If you haven't seen it yet, killed off Lexa, mm-hmm. uh, the greatest character of all time. Fucking great character. Um, and I was like, I didn't want to watch it anymore at that point, honestly. Um. So I was still on Tumblr at this point uh, because oh, that's Tumblr. what lesbians did in 2016. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and I kept seeing, I think it was probably the gifts of the couch scene that I see, like saw like time after time after time. And I was like, all right. At one point I was just like, all right, whatever this is, I should check it out. Um, and I remember watching it on my laptop in my bedroom uh, at the duplex I lived in. And I was like, all right, you know, this is, this is pretty dope. Uh, so, cause I remember I watched the season one finale live and that was, I think the first episode that I saw live was the season one finale. 
But you had already caught up with the other episodes of season one, right? Yeah, because they were they've been streaming at that point. I think on the site, maybe the Sci-Fi Network's um, website. Uh, So I had caught up. um, So I probably didn't find it that week. I probably found it like a previous week and had been catching up. Um, But I watched the season one finale live, and I was like, "This is really fun," Uh, because I remember. I specifically remember watching the San Diego Comic-Con live stream uh, when they announced that they were going to renew it for season two. Oh, shit. Yeah. And this was um, during this time, I was still on my previous Twitter account, um, which was just kind of my general Twitter account at the time. Uh, And then as season two started rolling out, I was always talking about it. And at this point, that Twitter account was like mostly people from like college and recently from uh, post-grad. And I remember specifically at one point I tweeted, I feel like I'm talking about Winona Earp too much and she just created a second account for it. That age. That was my most like tweet past like six months. So I was like, fine, fuck you guys, I'm gonna do that. Um, so I actually made the account after 206, uh, because 20 the 207 preview. Uh, okay. The episode where Winona and um, Nicole go to Pussy uh, Willows. Pussy Willows, and they had the clips from that in the season or in the episode six uh, post show trailer. Um, so I was like, all right, you know what, drunk hot. <laughs> and it was this was around the time that um everyone on Twitter was registering the accounts like Waverly Shotgun, Hot mm-hmm. Cups, um, like things uh. like that. It's kind of hard to find like something of that nature that was free at the time. Um, but when I saw the clip from that, I was like, drunk hot, that's it. Um, so that that's when the account came to be. Uh, the persona was born a couple months later. <laughs> when... It was 2017 Dragon Con. Oh, God. Uh, which was, I had never been to, like, an event before. Uh, I had never <laughs> been to, like, any sort of convention or anything never, like that. Okay. That's so, a wild one to go into, I hear. Yeah. Especially like, in those circumstances. Like, I would call it, like, San Diego Comic Con's little brother. Okay. Because it's, like, a big one. It's nuts. Yeah. Um. So at one point, I had like a couple Erper friends that I would talk to. I had like one group chat that had started. Um, and they had like a couple Winona Earp guests announced for Dragon Con. And they started teasing like, oh, we have one more guest. We have one more announcement to make. And this was like maybe three weeks before the con even was supposed to go on. And I was like, if you fucking announce Melanie Scrifano, I will buy a ticket to Atlanta today. And they were like, get out your checkbook. (laughs) (laughs) I I literally booked a ticket to Atlanta, Georgia that day. It was like three weeks before Dragon Con. I knew like two people that were going and I was like, fuck it, let's do this. Let's go. I was 27 and I had a lot of money for no reason. So I was like, lucky you. nothing matters. Let's do this. Different times, Sam. Not in today's climate. Say yes and figure it out later. I was making like decent money and paying like $300 a month in rent. Life was great. Yeah. Like yeah. I said, not in today's class. Yeah, today. It was going awesome. <laughs> so went down to Dragon Con. Absolute blast of an experience overall, first of all. Awesome. Um, day, I want to say two or three of Dragon Con. Um, it's 
kind of it's like a little bit niche and funny how this entire thing <laughs> happened um we went to the like the vendor hall okay um which is at dragon con so massive that it's in a different building oh shit! and there were so <laughs> many people in there that like i couldn't move and i straight up had a panic attack not in so today's like, climate. Yeah, as soon as I got exactly <laughs> as soon as I got out of that room, I was like, I turned to my friends and I was like, I need a goddamn drink right now. And that turned into more. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the 7 p.m. Winona Er uh Erper meetup in the uh bar area, I oh was hammered. <laughs> Absolutely hammered. Met Wait, everyone. What time did there. you start? Like it was probably okay. That's that's like the perfect amount of time to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's sealed with Talk, a lead case at that point. My way into my friend's way hot photo, which if you've ever seen me repeat, like repost this photo, it's like my favorite one. It's the original one my friend Lauren I took, and it's um the cross arm drinking photo. Oh yes, drinking. Um, mine was with Cat. Hers was, was with Dom. Uh, we recreated that photo a couple different times too. Um, talked my way into that photo, bought a script that I don't recall buying and didn't find until the next day. Um, hit on a Power Ranger. Uh, things just went. Okay, what color was the Power Ranger though? It was the original Is... Black Power Ranger. Oh, Jason okay, so David Frank. Walter Jones. Walter. Jason oh, David shit. Frank, the green slash white ranger. I need you to get your shit together. Then... Don't come at me with incorrect Power Rangers. <laughs> I was still thinking, how many times does he the Black Power Ranger? He has enough different color fucking Power Rangers. He was approximately every Power Ranger. Yeah, he so he was a Black like Ranger. A Power Ranger and nothing else. Um, but the next day, I was violently hungover. Um, but I would just keep running into people, and they were like, oh my god, hey! Oh, hey. hey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. just kind of how the the whole drunk hot kind of persona was born. Mm-hmm. Um, and season two for me was like the season that like fucking grabbed you by the shoulders and shook you and was like, you're not going anywhere, you dumb bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yes, correct. So post post season two is like when the, the Erper specific convention started happening too. Um, and I just kept having a blast. So I just kept going. Uh, EDE, I believe, was the first North American convention that I have not attended. That's fine. That's it was right after Expo. Like, <laughs> save some money. So I've been to... It was right after Expo. What? Oh, yeah. It was right after Expo. I hadn't been on going to any this year until I got talked into it a couple times. A couple. You have good friends that talked <laughs> you into yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, so I think overall, I've been to like eight different conventions. Um, I went to the I think 2018 San Diego Comic Con when they announced that we were getting season three I've been to all the Paloozas all of the expos I went to the first two Acons great times so you've been around for a minute oh I've I've been I've been around and back man (laughs) that's awesome okay so panel wise then were you always one of the people to kind of prioritize the panels or were you prioritizing like photo ops and interactions with the cast as a, as an odd, as an attendee? So it's a, I actually usually would um, prioritize panels. 
Uh, specifically, if there were panels that I haven't like seen anything about before, mm-hmm. um, for example, an Acon's uh, Acon in Canada is usually like interesting about this because they kind of have an ability that other cons didn't have, where like they could get people from the show that weren't necessarily like the actors or the writers mm-hmm. pretty easily because it was right there. Um, so like I remember probably the my favorite panel I ever went to was original Acon. Uh, they did like a sound panel where uh, it had like Andrea Higgins. That's sick as uh, well. I love that. And I, I sp- I'll always remember this. They showed us um, this a scene and it was the scene in the woods with Bolshar and Dog. And they showed it three different versions. They showed the way it was shot, uh, the way it was without the, with the outside sound stripped. And then the final version when they had like the sound effects played in. Oh, and it was just really so cool, cool to see kind of like a behind like the scenes sort I of want that again production of something and it's yeah. I just I like seeing panels that are like not necessarily things that I've seen before yeah, uh, of right. course I love like your ca- the cast panels and like the way hot panels and all those but I also really like the the niche stuff that I haven't seen before that I'm not gonna probably get a chance to see again right yeah yeah, yeah. I'd say probably panels um Though I do always love the cast interactions, I, I make make it a priority every con I go to to see Emily at least once mm-hmm. and get a photo. You got to. Yeah. I don't know if I still have it, but it was like my crowning moment at one point. It was 2017 <laughs> um, Klexicon. Uh, and I, um, first of all, I had the grandest idea because I think that I'm I'm a lot funnier than I actually am. <laughs> Um, but I was You're like, pretty funny though. You are. Uh, you. Thank you. Continue. Let's take a break and talk about how funny I am. Um, so my friend, um, her name, uh, their name is Vic um, Idstar on Twitter. Uh, they were do. They did Winona Earp art, and then at one point for um, a, uh, it was I think it's like the October. Artists have like a, a challenge that they do like a different drawing every day of the month. I can't remember which yeah, month. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. I don't know what month it is either. Um, but one month or one year, Vic decided every day that they were going to do drawings of herbers. Um, and they did awesome. me at one point. Um, I think this was a different drawing though. They drew me again, like in a in a speed drawing thing that they went to. And I was like, Vic, will you print me off like a gloss photo of that? Because I'm going to go up to Emily's table at Clutter <laughs> And while she's autographing her photo for me, I'm going to autograph my photo for her. Um, so I did. And I have the whole thing on video where she gave me a giant hug. And it, audio, you can hear her say, I think you're so funny. I was like, this is it for me. Like, I that's the it. only confirmation I ever need. Yeah. That's all that's, I need. That's your ringtone. That's your alarm that's tone. That's what your doorbell says uh-huh. when people ring yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what she ever did with it, but I gave her one of my Christmas cards at Palooza just because I'm like, fuck it, I have extras. Here you go. And she said, if anything survives the apocalypse, this would survive. Mm-hmm. I bet both I, of those things are framed on her bedside table. My Twitter I bio, money on it. like a year and a half, used to be drunk hot is the funniest person I follow. And we're on probably. I think when I started to follow you, it still said that. So like this time, like a year a and a half time. ago. I didn't change it until like, uh like a little less than a year ago mm-hmm. all these years emily is just the best though i love that woman mm. she is 
the funniest and mm-hmm. kindest human being that I've ever encountered. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I think we she can also agree. just she banters so well with me. It's a delight. You guys go back and forth so much, and it you just I mean, you just get each other, and I love it so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have a very similar like sense of humor. Yeah, yeah you do. So fun. Are you ever shocked at this point, or no? Like, are you learning new things between in this banter, or is it just like, okay, I don't really have to think about it. I can just like stream of consciousness go, and it's gonna. A lot of times, it's stream of consciousness. Uh, She catches me off guard sometimes, and it takes me a minute to figure out. Um, But I think one of the best, one of the um, finest points of banter is to know when you're not going to be funnier than that person. Uh, and that's something that I've learned with with her is that there, there's going to be moments where she's going to say something. I'm like, fuck, I can't top that. Got <laughs> Conversation's over. You're like, and now we go to gifts. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> I didn't mean that, Emily, if you're listening. <laughs> I mean, kind of, but like affectionately. I think what's cool about Emily. She's a fun bitch. She's a fun bitch. That is what's cool about her. No, but what I was going to say is it's hard to find people who are as smart as they are funny, where it's like an equal balance. And that's not like a one or the others tipping the scale for them being a good person. It's hard mm-hmm. to have those two things be on the scale and have it be equally balanced. It's absolutely correct. And yeah. she is both of those things in spades and also just genuinely really nice. Mm-hmm. She's been nice to me every time. Like I, I, I she's so scared of her. I'm always afraid she's gonna be horrible. <laughs> be horrible, but like that, I would be horrible and then cause her to be horrible. Does that make sense? I think. I dream of being horrible. I mean, she I mean, terrifies she still terrifies me. I think she she terrifies me the least of everybody. Who scares you the most? So that's probably because we've interacted so many times. Who scares me the most? Yeah. Danny kind. Mm, really. But why? She's okay. so Any kind scares me the most because nobody should be that effort effortlessly cool and funny. Oh my god! I know. Yeah, it, it, it feels like uh-huh. she doesn't even have to try. She's just both of those things in mm-hmm. space, and it yeah. terrifies me. Like she's so quick, and I'm like, how? How is that possible? And she's so cool. Just yeah. collected about it. Yeah. The amount of times she was running her hands through her hair at Expo, and it was perfectly fine afterwards. I was like, you're not human. <laughs> It's true. Yeah. I also want to know who gave her the nickname of Danny fucking kind. Like who? Uh, Kat Judson. I actually know that story. Okay. It was Kat Judson. Um, Back a couple years back. And I want to say it came out of, uh, there was at one point a podcast that had uh, Kat Judson, Valerie Ann, and Bridget Lecheski. And it was called Feminist Thrill Joys. Oh, and it ran. I don't remember how long it ran, but one of the early episodes, um, Kat Jetson said something. I think she I don't remember if it came from something or if she just said Danny fucking kind. And it just kind of spurred from there. Uh, And then I had a friend um, who was in the fandom a while ago uh, who isn't really anymore. Her name was also Sam. uh, And she made the Danny fucking kind shirts. Oh, and it just that's kind of awesome from there. But yeah, it was it originated back to Kat Jetson because I was that's awesome. So I didn't like even ask her, but like just at Expo, she signed my picture with her. Danny fucking kind of. I didn't it's realize just, it at first. And I looked down yeah. afterwards. Yeah, she just does it. 
I got one from GalaxyCon or one of maybe Herb CurseCon, and I wasn't expecting anything other than like Danny Kind, and it came and it said Danny fucking Kind, and I was like, okay. And it just it just wouldn't work for anybody else. No. No, like you couldn't say not even Mel. You couldn't even yeah. say Melanie fucking Scrofano. Well, that first of all, that's just way too many syllables. Well, everybody so else, everybody else is a Pamela, and then yeah. there's Danny who's a fucking. <laughs> You're goddamn right. <laughs> Imagine what our kids think about that. You know, like in like five years when they're older, because I know they're young. It's like, mom, what is this? She'd probably tell them straight up, but she, she she's just like, so cool. Like, I cannot cool. imagine being her children. No, none of their children. And they probably don't even realize. They probably no. don't even realize. Do any of us think our parents are cool? No. I think I do now, but when I was little, I didn't. Yeah, not no. when I was their kids' age. Definitely no. not. Yeah. I want to ask you if you have the timeline since you've been an Urper, if you have that broken down into Twitter trends at all, like are there prominent eras in your little headspace up there? So like you mentioned that initially a lot of people's handles were like, this uh-huh. character's this. I'm trying to think if there are like specific eras and or like superiorities feels, kind of. With- it feels to me like there is, but I could not, I would not be able to describe them. Um, It feels, and it's, it's super wild because it's been like, it's been four years, but it feels like I've been on this Twitter account for goddamn decades. Mm-hmm. Right. It hasn't, it's hardly been a year and a half for me. And I feel that. It's, I know. I, I guess I, would ask I feel like that. I've lived a thousand lives in like fandom time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you notice when all of like the pandemic herpers were coming in? Could you really tell an influx of that or? So a little bit. Um, but I didn't really get a huge sense of it until so about like a year ago, um, I uh, left the relationship that I was in and I ended up moving back home to Kansas City. Um, and then I started like interacting with new people on Twitter uh, and it ended up mostly being like newer pandemic groupers. Um, so I didn't, I guess, really start like realizing how much it had grown until then mm-hmm. um which is just insane yeah but yeah. yeah like i was there like pre-pandemic when like cons first started and then pandemic when it hit uh series finale and then now it's just it's just an insane timeline it's so insane to me now too because like the cons that i went to this year so many people had never been to any before Mm-hmm. That was all it's of us. It's so crazy that this is like their first experience and it's been this long that like it's insane. Which is cool because it's obviously an exponential impact, but a lot of those people are just as new to the whole show as they are to the convention situation. Right. And then a lot of those people, I'm speaking for myself here and I'm and I know there are others, but that influx of people made the con experience less daunting. So now those people are going to their first cons. Right. Yeah. And it made it. And it's a really cool, like meshing of. Yeah. Like a unique experience for me. Like one of the the things this season that was a little bit different for me is um, I feel like season one of cons, there's three seasons of cons Mm -hmm. Um, is like the original season of cons were like, it was the first time they ever did them. 
Second one was kind of almost like a reunion of the first Mm -hmm. time we did it. And then this third wave, like I've met so many new people that I never had met at the other ones before. So it's, it's, I mean, there are a few people that I've seen that have been to other, like there are several people that I've seen that have been to the rest of them, but I met so many people that I had never met before. And it just kind of blew my mind. Which is cool. Like how, how, how many times can somebody say that like a super niche interest of theirs has grown like that? Right. Yeah. And it's, and they've been there from before it started growing. Right. It's it's so insane. Um, Cause like I have like specific groups of friends that I've had from this fandom for like going on five years now. And then I have other groups of friends from this same fandom that are six months old. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's it's, crazy. Just, it's just so crazy. Well, I remember when we met you in Denver and I didn't even know your name. <laughs> I was drunk as shit. <laughs> Literally. Someone said, Oh yeah, that's drunk hot. And I'm like, Oh, okay uh, did not even know your name at all because you did not have your you name know on who i was as drunk hot yes i knew your face but i didn't know your yeah. name i knew you as drunk hot that's the weirdest fucking thing for me um uh, because until from like 2017 to probably seven months ago uh my display name was drunk hot and the handle is drunk hot mm-hmm. yeah. uh, so i would introduce myself to people and be like hi my name's kelsey and they'd be like hey okay. he's like do i say i'm like i'm drunk hot and then i risk the it's either they're like oh hey or they're like i don't know what that means I don't know. Say an <laughs> asshole. Yeah. but yeah you guys were hammered and you guys in uh, not you guys hammered. was um, that at henry's just yes. me that, that was, was like deeply into henry's that was, was the long island iced teas place and Katie, Katie and I arrived late. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because that was actually, that was the first time Katie and I had ever met in person. I do remember that. I remember that, yes. Um, Katie and I arrived late. And uh, when we sat down, you guys were just like, here, do you want all of our leftover food? <laughs> order fries. Do you guys want these? Do you guys want Like, these? to <laughs> paint the picture for people listening, this was like four tables scooted together. Uh-huh. Like, this yeah. was like a big... And it was like situation of people like for this 10, restaurant. 15. It wasn't like it was super late or anything. No, it no. was like at an awkward time for the restaurant, but probably good. They just put us in that. We said there's seven here right now, but more will be coming. We that didn't was, know when. Denver was my first taste of seeing how many new herpers there were because mm-hmm. I hadn't, I had never met anyone that was at that table before. And now look at us. Look now at look us. at us. <laughs> so many years later. And you guys said like <laughs> these many the the many years that we referenced earlier. So many years. All of them. I literally said like two words to you guys, and it was yes. Here, have some fries. So okay, so you went to Denver. So you have like a small fan expo experience. Were you doing those kinds of things before the third season of cons? Were you doing those the whole time too? Like little mm-hmm. one-off things if they went to specific events or no? No. So I, mean, I know that's a newer development for them. Yeah. So and but, I think like around the fan con time is when they started doing cons again at all. Mm-hmm. Right. Um so that was the first time that I had gone through the con experience again. Um 
And to be totally honest with you, I hadn't planned on doing it, but I was simping for a girl. So <laughs> I know the feeling. I in a car. It happens. I hopped in a car. And went, rich. Um, <laughs> so I just hopped in the Sid's car and went with uh, and decided that I was going to con again. So that was the first time that I had been to a con since a con 2019, I think. Okay. Damn. Okay. Yeah, see, I kind of did it because with COVID still being like spiked, I was like, is this actually going to happen in 2022? Because I know all the cons had been pushed back 2022 at that point. And I was like, "Mm, we're not sure where this is going to go. So I'm just going to go to this one while we're in this lull. Because that was, we were so thankful, like so lucky that we were in like a lull of COVID. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was still like bad, but it wasn't as bad as it had been. God bless a travel mask mandate. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. I went to Denver because I went to Denver because Rach forced me to go. I uh, persuaded. I also one of the fun things that I remember too about specifically Fan Expo Denver um, was that a lot of the people that I was hanging out with had been to Fan Expo Dallas and Denver. And Denver both, and those those were their only experiences. So the entire time, I just got to be like. You guys just wait. Just wait. Oh, <laughs> buttercup. Yeah. I feel like a just, not a proud mom, but like just wait but, until you get into the ERP specific ones. It's like yeah. it's a similar atmosphere, but it's so much better. Yeah, I'll never forget Palooza. Like that was insane. That was for awesome. me. So, what has it been like to then see those people get those experiences? It's delightful. It's just so fun. <laughs> um it's just so fun specifically because i i know what those feelings are um Mm -hmm. i specifically know what it's like being able to experience them for the first time um because i was like i've experienced them for the first time and the second time uh so i i know specifically Mm -hmm. those feelings that are attached to going to your first erpcon and i know specifically the feeling of community that you get that you hadn't expected and that you haven't gotten before Mm -hmm. so it's just so exciting to see other people get those things too um, because I, I've gotten yeah. to enjoy them for so many years um, that it's it's really nice to see people start that are getting their first experiences with them. Um, and it's also nice that people are getting their first experiences because they might not happen again. Like mm-hmm. there's there's a chance that there might not be like many more cons or any more mm-hmm. or specific right. cons. So it, it was, it's really a joy to know that people got to get those feelings uh, that I've had the privilege privilege of enjoying for so many years. Um, so it's just been really fun for me. Yeah, yeah I'm trying to respond, but I'm just smiling too much. I'm just happy, yeah. <laughs> it's just a delight. Okay. Expo 2019. Drunker History Part 1. Um, I recommend you don't look it up on YouTube because, <laughs> because someone made me watch it on YouTube like recently and I have never cringed harder in my life than I did it myself. I found it on a whim right after Denver. And by that, I mean, I opened my computer, went to YouTube and it was there. And I'm like, wait a minute. I think I'm I know so that sorry person. that you had to experience that. <laughs> I was like, I was tired, but not ready for bed. And I was just like, bed. I was like, oh, I'll watch this. And again, I said two words to you in Denver. We didn't I'm know so each other sorry. at the time, and I was pissing myself laughing. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> there was so much chaos, and then Kate oh, Drummond shows that was, up. That was absolutely chaotic. When, I don't did even... you, when did you find out that you would have... Did Kate joined you, and did yeah, somebody Kate else did. join you? It was just, just Kate Drummond, and um, 
So I'm the origins of that panel. I don't know what they are, um, honestly, because they didn't. I was invited to be a panelist mm-hmm. uh, by Monica, who I assume was probably in contact with the people running it. And they like asked her um, to do it. So the, the origins of how it developed, I don't really know. Um, I just know that my friend was like, hey, do you want to maybe do this panel? And I was like, absolutely. And then like a week or two, maybe a week before they had the actual, like the actual event, she came into our group chat that we had for it. And she's like, Hey, um, Kate Drummond's going to do it with us. And we're like, yeah, all right. Sure. (laughs) I just wish that I could have been a fly on the wall when they were like telling her her schedule. And she was like, so like, is, are there any other panels that you want me to jump on? They're like, well, we have these available. Like, do you want to do drunk or history? And she's like, yeah, let's fucking go, I guess. <laughs> like, I don't, I want to know how she ended up on it. Um, how they managed to convince her to hang out with our dumbasses. Because it was fucking, it was such a delight. It was absolute <laughs> chaos incarnate and I was hammered. But it's great entertainment. I will tell I you. I don't know if it was on the stage when it first happened or beforehand, but before that panel started, Monica and I uh, shot peppermint schnapps. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> um, and I do specifically remember that before we got on stage, uh, one of the people who was like running photography, not one of like the volunteers, but one of the actual like photography company people was like near us. And we we're like, hey, 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 do you want a shot? <laughs> and she was like, she like looked around a little bit and she was like, yeah, but we have to make it really quick. <laughs> we did shots with one of the photography people. I love that oh, so much. That's fantastic. Uh, yeah, highly recommend. It may be cringy for Kelsey, but we will go definitely watch. link it. So awful. We'll, we'll put that in the description. We'll tweet it out. We might make, I don't know. Can we make gifts of it? Oh God. Yeah, we can make gifts yeah, of it. I guess. Um, if you go watch that panel, please go into it with the knowledge of people that I'm being mean to are friends of mine. <laughs> uh, as one of your friends and as I have been the subject of Kelsey being mean to you, she says it with love. It's always affectionate. <laughs> not actually mean. <laughs> She's not actually I mean. The person, I'm sorry. I was just very happy that the three of us got to go to the part two this year uh-huh. at Expo 2022. That was a cool, cool was much, moment. much better put together. It was not much, it, not much better put together. It was more organized is what I mean. Also, yeah. Bridget did a fantastic job moderating it as Monica tried and moderating had, the first one. You had some one. big names up there with you this time. Yeah, but this it was, time. It was interesting this time because um, we had Emily uh, Andres, if you're not familiar. Um, that? Wait, which one was that? We had Emily a? That's the other Emily Andres, right? Yeah, it was the other Emily Andres, I, which is my favorite photo I've ever taken. <laughs> that um, was a great photo. We had Danny Kind and we had Charlotte Sullivan. And Danny Kind and Charlotte Sullivan don't drink. Mm-hmm. Wait, Charlotte doesn't either? No. Sure. Could you, Matt? Charlotte's already like... She Can I tell you my favorite behind the scenes thing yes, that happened? Of course. At, oh, please. For this panel was that um, Nick, who was the other individual who was on the panel, and I were backstage. And Charlotte was the only one that was there so far. And Nick and I were both really drunk at that point. And we went on for five minutes with Charlotte Sullivan about how great therapy is. I love that. It was like, 
And now I'm a certified therapist. She's like, yeah. After that five minutes. Yeah. (laughs) I've always long held the opinion that everyone in the world should go to therapy. Uh, And Nick and I were just talking about therapy and how great therapy is and how Charlotte Sullivan therapy. And Charlotte Sullivan was like, yeah. What a delightful person. She's great. Okay. She's cool. When just chaos. Did like did Monica just like reach out again and be like, hey, we're gonna do part two? Yeah. Um, like maybe a month or two before um expo and was like, hey, confirming you're going to expo, we're gonna do it again. Um, and I was like, why the fuck not? I guess. Um, and she's like, originally it was all that I knew was that Emily was going to be on it because uh, fun fact, the original drunk art history panel, um, Emily wanted to be on it, but her, um, workshop was at the same time. Like they oh, no. No- Why would like, they do that to her? Work? <laughs> um, Let the woman drink. I know. <laughs> Uh, so the last, or the only thing I knew is that Emily was going to be on it. And then like a couple weeks before Monica was like, Hey, Danny Kine and Charlotte, so Danny Kine's going to be on it. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, and then they announced Charlotte for the con. She's like, by the way, Charlotte Sullivan's going to come too. And we were like, yeah, let's go. Fuck yeah. Cool. You're like, thank God we are experienced at this point. Right. Yeah. Was there any hesitant hesitance in you to be like, I can't get that drunk. I can't in front of them. <laughs> So here's a fun fact about me. I rarely have hesitance with like anything at all. I don't know if you really? knew, I don't know if you knew this, but mm. Sam texted me like 36 hours ago and was like, "Do you want to be on our podcast like <laughs> yeah. tomorrow?" And I was like, "Yeah, let's fucking go." I guess. I, I mean, just yeah, remember you know texting something about that and being like, "I need alcohol. Who has alcohol? Bring yeah. me alcohol." <laughs> For the panel. For the at panel. The, yeah. The yeah, I was like pretty. So fun fact about that too. Um, my friend Michaela, who was oh, uh, the whiskey. Yeah, my friend Michaela was working the uh, one of the um, vendor tables, and she had like she bought the cheapest bottle of whiskey that you could ever imagine. Um, and my girlfriend Katie had run into her downstairs and had called up to me and was like, "Michaela wants to know if you want any pizza." And I was like, "Yeah." And actually, could you ask her if she would give me a? Sh-? And I was like. Never mind. I was going to ask you to tell her to give me a shot of the whiskey, but then I remembered how cheap and terrible it is, and I don't want it. And she was like, well, I told Michaela that, and she's very offended, so she's bringing the whiskey up to room right now. So I had to do shots of, like, $12 whiskey. Oh, God. It was... I don't drink it, I know that's bad. It's, mm-hmm. I know. It was from, like, the thing, like the convenience store in the hotel. Yeah. So it wasn't yeah. a quality beverage by any means. Um, but I was, I was well aware of the level of drunk I needed to get out for the panel. And then I accidentally surpassed it again. Because the panel was, it was like a theme, right? Three or 4 PM panel. So like, it wasn't too early. It wasn't too late. Like, in fact, if you at some point review the panel, there is at one point where you'll see me check my phone and I'm like, my phone must be broken. Cause there's no way that it's fucking 4 30 PM right now. (laughs) Hey, we were I was drunk in the audience with you. And I think there was a lot of other people in the audience that were drunk with you. So, Uh hammered then i took a nap hey good mm-hmm. <laughs> as you should yes yeah. it was a delightful nap that's good it was a funny it was a good panel too it was very enjoyable it was hilarious everyone yeah I'm, I'm always down when people ask me to do weird stuff um like that i, I remember one of my earlier earliest art memories is uh back around like 2000 
2017, like maybe early 2018, a lot of people were doing like regional ERPA meetups, mm-hmm. uh, like around like larger cities. And I specifically remember at one point Chicago ERPAs were doing an ERP meetup and me and like five of my friends, none of us lived in Chicago. We're like, what if we just went? <laughs> so five of us that didn't live in Chicago <laughs> just went to Chicago. I went to a New York City one. Yeah. Um, so like, where do you live? Oh, that street over there. I, no, I we told them too. Uh, Kat Zim, who I met one time at Dragon Con, and who I genuinely didn't know what she looked like because she was wearing a cosplay at the time. It was like, <laughs> are you guys coming to uh, Chicago? You guys can stay in my house. And we we're like, yeah, we're gonna do that. Well, <laughs> oh, wow. I flew to. Uh, Los Angeles on a whim once because Kat Jetson, um, who is who does the mosaics, um, I was like, hey, you should come to Los Angeles and hang out with us. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. That sounds awesome. And you just went. I just I just went. It's the say yes and figure it out later mentality. It was essentially. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I wish I had that mentality sometimes. I always have I it, and that's what gets me in trouble. You've had it this year. I've so. gotten better. We've all had it this year. We've had a bad case of it this year. That's because well, it's yes. me in your ears. Just do it, and you can do it. Hashtag Hashtag what? Yellowing. I finished my white claw. <laughs> what flavor was it? It was mango. It was delicious. That's good. Those are the best ones, honestly, in my opinion. I'm going to be honest with you. I think that white claw is for Sydney's birthday. <laughs> Those are the white claws like, from Sid's birthday? I think so. There's just for for everyone's knowledge, Sydney's birthday was in like March. March. It, it was, was two March. Weeks. But I ended up because when everyone left the Airbnb, they were like, we're just gonna leave all this stuff. And since I lived here, I was like, I guess I'm taking it all. And I ended <laughs> I guess up like, I just inherited this. Yeah. A bunch of like trulies and white claws. Mm-hmm. And I just I genuinely forgot that I owned them until 20 minutes ago. Why not Earp? The character, not the show. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Sam, what? We know. Joe, I'm familiar. <laughs> that little show we're talking about, but the character. Mm-hmm. What does she mean to you? Are you asking me this because I said Winona Earp is my favorite character on the little questionnaire you made? Me <laughs> so Winona Earp has always been my favorite character of the show and probably like of all time, uh, just because of how strong and flawed she is at the same time and has space to be both uh so like brutally and so equally um as well as the growth that she had to experience um and one of the things that i always found interesting about winona is that she had all of this growth but there were also aspects of her characterization that either experienced bumps with her growth or didn't grow uh which is I felt like always made her so well-rounded because she was a whole person with flaws that she was able to fix and then flaws that she couldn't fix. Um, she never gave up and she, she just was chaos incarnate, um, which I've always loved and I've slightly related to at times. Um, but she always loved so aggressively uh, and so fully uh, and always just gave everything that she had uh to to those that she loved and she was loyal to i've never heard her described so perfectly yeah i was gonna make a joke about her needing a dermatologist with all those growths and bumps but you were just talking so beautifully that i couldn't (laughs) interrupt so i'm gonna do it now 
Yeah, isn't it fun when I go into rants that are like incredibly poetic and then I'm like, so this one fucking time. <laughs> I was gonna say, I got a text earlier that said, Can I curse on the podcast? And I said, I had to check because like, fuck yeah. Like I, have you watched Right on the Herb? And I then you just spill cur- that knowledge. Doesn't per- cursing on a podcast give it a different rating? Explicit. explicit. But if you look yeah. at all our episodes are explicit. All of our tag them as that, yes. Even though yeah. Kevin. You don't listen to our podcast? Wow. I don't listen to podcasts. It's yeah. okay. We're not offended. Told us that. I have the attention span of your average housefly. Makes sense why you have a cat. Yeah. So like podcasts, I always get like five minutes into and I'm like, and I'm going to be doing something else now. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. But also, it's more work for us to edit to bleep them out. That's fair. Yeah. So I wanted but to check. Like, you were like, "No," I was like, "I'm gonna have to edit everything that I say because I don't know how to speak without cursing very much." Yeah, and you yeah, haven't cursed that care. much. <laughs> Fuck you, Sam. <laughs> the person, not my cat. He's sleeping very peacefully. <laughs> Just add to the list of uh, Sams. This sharing a name with a cat. I have to specify a lot. That's my favorite part of the group chat. It's like Sam's doing this, and then you're like Cat Sam. <laughs> Cat Sam, not human Sam. Like, I'm not anywhere near there. Um, then I do have to ask, how did you take the CJ plot development? I was devastated. <laughs> and I, I think still, we all were. I still hold a grudge. <laughs> have you told it. Greg this? No, I have not. Who wrote that episode? Shelly. Oh, Shelly Scarrow, you bitch. But like, weren't they all in a like total like, yeah, this should happen. Tell her I said that. Cat included. We're just we're just gonna tweet it out. Just tell Scarrow. See, well, they only said that for personal reasons because that cat was a bitch on set, right? Yeah. But storyline wise, I don't think we've heard anything. <laughs> right, no. yeah. Storyline. Right. Well, like we saw the cat once. We never had to see the cat again. Does Nicole even know her? She just like sus. Displeased. But I'm also I'm also the type of person that anytime I start consuming any piece of media, I'll go to doesthedogdie.com and look it up. (laughs) That's a website. Yeah, and it'll tell you if if a dog dies, if a different animal dies. Like it'll tell you there's a bunch of like triggers. Oh my gosh. And it'll it'll tell you one by one, like if those things happen in that piece of media and it's not just like it's not just like tv it's like tv shows movies video games like if you look up like a piece of thing does the dog die it'll come in from does the dog die.com and it'll tell you if like an animal dies in it i am never going to that website i won't won't watch it yeah so like number one don't watch is i am legend and then number 6969 is don't watch why don't herb right Or like a lot of them will be really like John Wick. It's a very I don't know if you've seen John Wick. It comes on before Winona Earp every time that Winona Earp was on. <laughs> um, <laughs> but John Wick, a very central plot point is that they kill his dog. And like in on that website, it's like the dog does die. It happens. It this like if you're watching it, once this happens, stop watching for like three minutes, and then you can watch the rest of the movie. And I did that. <laughs> I waited until that thing happened and I left the room for like two minutes and came back and enjoyed the rest of the movie. Okay. So you've never seen okay. Marley and me? I've never <laughs> seen it. Goddamn right I haven't seen Marley and that me. That made my dad cry. I've only seen him cry three times in my whole life and that was one of them. Rachel, so, you watch it now and tell, tell us what your experience is? No. I've... <laughs> 
<laughs> my parents took me and my three step siblings to that movie on a rainy day because what else should we do? Of course, it's something like fun too. and family central. It's a rainy day. Let's go to the movie theater kind of situation. And the sky was crying, and so were you. Us, yeah, every single one of us left that theater. Pretty sure shambles, I saw and it I in think theaters. I was like. I never I watched it because I knew exactly what was going to fucking happen, and I was mm-hmm. not here for it. Yep. Pretty sure I didn't cry. What year did that come out? You have a soul. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You don't look ginger. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, can I tell you the, one of the worst experiences that I've ever had? Have you guys ever seen the movie Click? With Will, Will Smith? Yes. No, it's Will Smith? No, it's not Will Smith. Adam Sandler. Uh, Adam Sandler. I have mm-hmm. not seen it, but I know it. I was unprepared for it. It's so fucking emotional. And like 10 years ago, uh, my girlfriend at the time had me watch it. And like by the end of it, I was sobbing on the couch for like three hours. I thought it was a comedy. Y- you think that, don't you? you? Would, yeah, you would think you that. Think but that no. until it starts getting real fucking sad. Oh, God. And like his father dies and he's like fast forwarded through his whole life and can't like realizes that he had to cherish the small moments that he wanted to fast forward through because he doesn't have them anymore. And I was fucking done. Nope. Sobbing on my denim couch that I owned in college. Huh? I got a free denim couch. The denim couch is stuff of legend and early ERP fandom. Did it start off as a denim couch or did it transition into a denim couch? No, it was always a denim couch. I got it from my high school debate teacher for free. (laughs) And then I just kept it for like 10 years. That would be in like the back of some fun teacher's classroom. Pause for a second. I am not surprised you're a debate kid. Yeah, you're goddamn right. Not only was I a debate kid, I went to state doing an Ellen DeGeneres prose piece (laughs) before I was gay. Anyone in your high school shocked? Not a chance. No. (laughs) Not only that, I did the piece because for an entire year beforehand, everyone was like, "Your humor reminds me of Ellen DeGeneres," and it didn't. It just didn't click. Starting out of well, been there. (laughs) Down off the rails. Now I can't wait for like. 10 years from now when some obscure movie is made with Adam Sandler and Ellen DeGeneres to text you and be like did you hit the theaters yet Kelsey? Please don't I won't <laughs> Just flash the dog guys Rain me in god damn it Hey this is oh, what we strive for we strive for chaos on here uh-huh. chaos and cussing Apparently. <laughs> We said this was your episode we can talk about whatever you want to talk about <laughs> It's always a mistake with me. Do you have... Um, oh, go, Sam. Oh, I was just going to say, did you cry at 412? Oh. You wanted something herb related. <laughs> did it? Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll go instead. I'll go instead. How 412 was you- series, or the uh, finale, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fun story. Before that episode aired, um, I was with people. Uh, we were drinking. What? You uh, drank? <laughs> So I had this great idea and I went through my phone and any herper whose phone number I had, I would video call them. And if, they, if they answered the phone, I was like, I need you to get a shot right now. Cause we're going to take a shot together. 
So oh, before no. the four twelve four uh, before four twelve aired, I'd taken like four or five shots because not everyone answered. Uh, but any, wow. I just went through and one by one, any erper who I had that had an iPhone, I would FaceTime them and be like, "Hey, I need I you to go that. get a shot right now because we're gonna take we're gonna take a wine owner herb shot." Oh, it was really it was really lovely. Like several yeah. people did answer, and it was a good time. <laughs> Imagine if everyone answered. Oh. No. Imagine if you did that now, because you probably have more people in your phone now. I do have more people in my phone, and I also don't drink as much anymore. I know. I was saying mm-hmm. that before we got on. I was like, she actually doesn't drink as much as she used to. Which is probably in my defense that w- I was like 27. Well, I, not when the finale aired. I was like pushing 30, but things in my mid 20s were different than they are in my mm-hmm. early 30s. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, Tay, what were you going to say now? Well, yeah. I mean, that kind of goes nicely. I was going to ask you to rank the drunk hots, the drunk hot moments. Do you have an order or does it fluctuate for you because they're all just that fucking good? Aren't they? T- aren't there only two? When yeah. you from the show? I mean, not well, only. I mean, so you like got, you got scenes, 207, 307, and then if you want to count Chicken Kicker, you can count right. Chicken Kicker. But then I there's also know. like... You're so- I guess chicken kicker does count. I didn't love chicken kicker. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I thought I wanted more. Like I, I wanted like, I didn't love chicken kicker because I thought we were going to get really dark with my, or with um, Nicole mm-hmm. and it didn't go that direction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, at my core, I'm a really emo kid. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like when things start to get serious and dark. And I thought they were going to go serious and dark and it didn't. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't love it. And we'd been waiting for years to like get into that. Right. So if you thought there's, you were going to get so that. Many, there's yeah. so many times where I was like, I want this deep, dark thing for Nicole Hot. And it, I, I, it never manifested in the way that I wanted it. So Chicken Kicker, I was like, <sighs> uh, though I will say um, 307 is delightful because of the the whole situation, like between Nicole and Winona, uh, 207 is always going to be my favorite. Mm-hmm. But then, what about like the little moments where she's not drunk, but she's drinking? <laughs> because those get roped into it too. I'm two oh seven forever. Okay. I'm also like now and forever a season two supremacist. Okay. What what okay. specifically is it? Is it? I fucking loved season season two. I feel like was like magic, like a um, type of magic that you don't get a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Part of it was because the show was just finding its groove in season two. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of it too was it was also like really forced into some unexpected things uh, because of the pregnancy. Uh, but it and, it, and it, I'm sure it changed like a lot of the things that they wanted to do. Uh, but the pregnancy and the storylines that were associated with it were really able to ground it a lot. Um, so it had this really mystical feature while also being really human and grounded. Uh, and it was really like finding its stride when it came to its humor. And I felt like it was just magic in a bottle. Mm-hmm. Everything about season two for me was spot on. It also introduced us to Danny fucking kind. Danny fucking kind. And also and underrated, and underrated gem, Megan fucking Heffern. <gasps> yes. Uh, Megan Heffern. She was at I, EDE and she is so cute. I talked about this while I was drunk in the panel. When they asked my favorite <laughs> villain, I was like, Megan Heffern. And <laughs> Danny's like, like, what? Okay. I, I'll, I'll go nuts over Megan Heffern's portrayal of uh, Widow Beth because she was just so smarmy about it. 
And it was like so mean girl. And it was so good. It was so good. It was. I'll, now and forever. Like, like one of my my favorite one of my favorite moments forever in the show was when she was like, You need to get a coffin about yay. Like, the way she delivered that line was so fucking good. And it was just so fucking smarmy and evil. And it's just particularly funny when you speak to Megan Heffern in person because she is maybe the sweetest person I've ever met. She's literally the complete opposite. She's just like, you literally picture like a princess walking around in the street and she's like, la-di-da-di-da. Like she's so so sweet and so kind and so bubbly. Like she crushed being that hardcore, like that, like not Valley girl, but kind of like popular sounding, Mm -hmm. like, I don't give a shit about you, bitch. She, mm-hmm. she killed it. She's I so good. The widows in general were just amazing. If we could have Widow Beth and the Silk Witch in a scene together. Oh, what, what a delight that would be for what, me. How amazing that would be. What, how, what would that, that be? be? What would that look like to you? Um, <laughs> and Kelsey. And oh, right. I don't even know. Everybody well, if I were writing it, it would be gay, first of all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Right if Charlotte Sullivan were writing it, it would also be gay. If Noelle yeah. was writing it, it would learn. be gay. Um, if, any the, if any of the writers, write what you want to make it hella gay. Do you know who else was else was also really underrated? The guy who played Bullshar. Yes. Jean Marchand. Mm-hmm. Yes, that guy was so deliciously evil. And like, I feel so bad because he's also a sweetheart. When he did that one Galaxy Con... I was like, oh, yeah. oh my God, you're way too sweet to be playing that man. <laughs> That's one usually of, how things go. It's like, it's one always of my the nice ones. stories um, is, I think it was the episode where, I can't remember exactly what happened, but Bolshard put them in like some sort of weird curse or something. It was the one where, Do- or where Doc was like projected on a fucking oh, wall. Oh, the Groundhog Day. Yeah. So, um, I was watching that at my old duplex and at my old duplex, I had surround sound. Oh God. Oh God. Uh, and I had, like, so I had like the speakers placed around and I was sitting on a love seat and there was a speaker right behind me. Um, and at the very end of the episode, they're like in the barn and Bullshar comes from behind and just says something. So the surround <laughs> sound had not like picked up anything individually the entire episode, except for that exact moment when Bullshar says something that was right behind my fucking ear. Oh my God. And I was just sitting there with my drink watching and it was just like right behind my face. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Wait, that's funny because that's that moment that I don't think this made it into our episode. But when we were talking to Allison Baker, she was saying that in that scene, they were just trying to figure out how to make the day of shooting. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Bolshar was not supposed to just like appear in the barn. And somebody was like, what if he just like appears in the barn? Because that would save us a whole shit ton Some of time, filming yeah. and a whole sequence if he were to just appear. And they were like, kind of, it seemed like trying to be like, okay, and run through everything that we've made canon about Bolshar and his abilities and his level of stealth, I guess, to be like, okay, yeah, actually he could probably just appear. We haven't contradicted that. Let's just do it. And then they went for it. And, and then, then whoever was pants. editing sound was like, what if you made a girl piss herself? <laughs> time that we did this. And they're like, yeah, what a great idea. It's so funny. Yeah. They're like, this has multiple uses now. It's going to be so funny when she fucking has a heart attack. Yeah. This one, it's going to age well. Edit. <laughs> so, here you go. Girl with surround sound. 
None of the rest of the episode used the goddamn surround sound until that moment. That's terrifying. They knew that what they were terrifying. doing. It was the worst moment. Oh my, my soul left my entire body. <laughs> yeah, I can't really. That's like one of the episodes that Groundhog Day one that I like really can't watch over and over again. No, it's I, I don't know agree. why. Like it's so good. Like I can watch Jack of Knives, and I'm I can't even watch Jack of Knives now. I'll watch Jack of Knives before I watch the Groundhog one. That's what I say. Yeah. Jack of Knives just creeps me out. Like, that's truly sci-fi. And, like, the way he played mm-hmm. it, too. He's good. Oh, my God. Yeah. That one's scary, but then the Groundhog one is just too hopeless. Yeah. Yeah. I she just really breaks down on top of Waverly's fake grave, but she has no other choice but to think it's real. I literally... Then she I gets a Peacemaker. Liked... That's the episode she gets Peacemaker up, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I've just never liked Groundhog Day ideas. Like, everything keeps happening. and just like, just figure it out. Mm-hmm. That's all I want. The, the yes, good thing. Why didn't they think of that? Just figure it out. Yeah, just, just figure it out. out. Oh, God. Also, oh, it was God. a nice spin of it, though. Like, it wasn't like, like, yes, it was typical wake up, do it again, do it again. But I don't know. They did it in a different way than like other shows have done it. And I appreciated that. Nicole did have a lesbian backpack in that episode, too. You got the double face quad. Don't get me started about Nicole Hot carrying things. Oh. Uh So if if you're... um, Don't get me started. If your handle was (laughs) Nicole Hot's something item, what would it be? Nicole Hot's backpack, Nicole Hot's... What else has she carried? Nicole Hot's red zany in season four. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. They would be that long, too. Nicole Hotz feather duster. Nicole Hotz purse that she has for one episode. Don't talk to me about that fucking purse. It's the one moment in season two I refuse to accept as canon. We on one of our earlier episodes, we had a long discussion about why Nicole had a purse. Nicole Hot would never carry that large. No, no, she. We even asked our moms about it. I think I don't remember whose. Um, theory it was but i think the most plausible theory that came from the debate that night was what if nicole and waverly dressed each other or yeah. like picked out each other's outfits then that explains the purse and that's the most logical one i've heard i was like mad enough about this that i've tweeted about it like uh let's see august 30th 2020 you looked it up January 12th, 2022. Like I've had multiple times where I've been like, I'm so angry about this again that I have to talk about it on the internet. Can you do us all a favor and read those tweets? Do you have them pulled up still? Yes. Okay. <laughs> One moment. Do you have them bookmarked? They're the only things in your bookmark. Hold on, let me let me see if I can get ones that are just from me. That's lock screen material. What are you talking bookmarks for rage? Yeah, you're right. I love looking back at like old tweets. I love advanced I, searching. Oh, I do it all the time. No, um, I do not. When well, ERP stuff, f- not like other stuff, but like if you look back at your stuff you tweeted like while stuff was airing last year, like right, it's yeah, so funny. Date. I guess I only have two that have Nicole in person. It, um, but from August thirtieth, two thousand twenty, it says the one canon I refuse to accept in the Winona ERP universe is that time we saw Nicole hot with a huge purse, and then. January 12th, it said, I think the only time during the duration of Wine on Earth that I said I can't get behind this character decision at all was when uh, I was to believe in season two, Nicole Hot carried a large purse. Hashtag not my knuckle. Hashtag backpack gay. <laughs> Which makes me think that 
a big purse maybe fits her better than if she walked in carrying a little tiny purse. Yeah, like, like a side I think I'm in carrying a purse, unless unless it was a side sling purse. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And with that, it would be one of those little satchel things. It wouldn't be like right. a, yeah. Well, it's I a backpack. Just, she's 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 too practical for this. Yeah. I yeah. just remember watching that episode and Waverly would be like, this is your purse. And I'm like, this is a specific what? hill that I will die on for the rest of my life. We're all with you. I think, I think we all agree. People at home are with you too. A lot of times Unless, we don't agree. If on you're things. one of the people that actually think she would carry a purse, we want to hear from you. <laughs> they apparently we promise we'll be supportive. They couldn't afford the backpack because they had to save all that money to make a plastic potato several years later instead of just buying a regular potato. It's rubber. Sorry, a rubber potato. A rubber potato that probably cost like four dollars. What else did she have that didn't make sense? Um, her fridge magnets. They kind of looked like, like the like typical tacky tourist. Like you collect them. Hey, Doesn't you strike me as that kind of fridge gal. magnets. So yeah. I was able to follow the fridge magnets You're- in the sense that she is like a traveler and like a hiker, and maybe that's just like a weird thing that she does. Right. I gotta go back and look because I've never noticed. Like it magnets. makes a little bit of sense, but it also doesn't make. It seems like if anything, they're like there for practical use because she happened upon them and was like, you know what? It'd be nice to hang this photo on the fridge. Let me use this magnet. Do you want to know my favorite Nicole Hot characterization? Yes. yes. What? Marrying no. a hot doctor in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't mad about that. Honestly, that episode, I was thriving. I was team Shay. Cole and also Team Shay, not together but separately, at the same time. People were like upset about it. Mm-hmm. I was like, listen, like, I don't know if you've seen Shay Pressman, but they like, were your eyes open? Great, great work to Nicole Hot. Uh huh. But also with consecutive that, nines, great work. With yeah. that scene being that scene. But then also with the closing scene of Nicole and the cruiser and whatnot, reading the, the note and stuff, I really thought we were going to get more of that story. Than oh, are you we talking did. about the, the, when she had like the Bullshard's ring in the note? Mm-hmm. My favorite fan theory that I leaned into for that entire off season and that I dreamt about was that Nicole Hot was the descendant of the cult of Bullshard. That's what I thought too. Mm-hmm. I yeah wished for it for years. It was like a year, maybe two. I don't know. All the many all years, the years that we've been all sitting the years. In. I know the previously mentioned years that we've all experienced. <laughs> um, um, but when I thought that's what it was leading to is that Nicole Hawk was like descendant of mm-hmm. or like part of the cult of Bullshar at some yeah. point. And I was like, yes, here we go. Darkness, emotiveness. Let's fucking go. Tragic backstory. Let's go. Yeah, wow. Yeah. I think we're all just craving that. We need we need it. It's been too Someone long. Someone give it to us. Yeah, like it's the questions start really at music festival in the forest with your aunt and uncle. When she and was six. They, yeah, and then they jump to smoking behind the church and then they jump to hot doctor wife. That, and then she became a cop. Very large gaps. And then she became I, a cop. So. My dream scenario that I had ended up with was that, um, like, Nicole Hot's parents had been, like, running the cult of Bolshar, 
um, mm-hmm. and the, the behavior died out or something. And so my theory or the one that I clung to the best that I found um, was that she had either been exiled or escaped when she was young. Uh, and that our like big thing that would happen in, cause I thought Bullshower was going to last more seasons than he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I thought our big thing that we were going to run into with season three was that like her like sister was running the cult of Bullshower now that she had right. to when she was exiled or when she ran away mm-hmm. and now she would have to go back and face that. And I was like, let's fucking go. Let's fucking do this. And that was my next maybe question. Do you think she's truly an only child? Like, do, like we don't, no, but I want her to not be in your hearts of hearts, or would you like not be that surprised if that had been the situation? And I was like, no, your sister's calling because that was also around the time that Carmela was a, a thing in mm-hmm. um Sharon Bell, who played uh, Danny Lawrence. Mm-hmm. I had 7,000 times fan casted as Nicole Hodd's sister. Wait, who is this person? Sharon Bell. You have to find her when she's a ginger. Hold on. Search up Sharon Bell Carmilla. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. She could be Nicole Hot's sister. Yeah. There's like an, an entire like result. I don't know if you, you probably can't see this super well. Uh, uh, yeah. There you go. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I see it. I, I, if you're listening, just Google this and you will understand. It it has Sharon Bell versus Cat Burrell. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is it. This is it. Their names even rhyme. Like their in real life names rhyme. I was also deeply into Danny Lawrence, who was her character on Carmilla. And the Carmilla fandom was so mean to her that I stopped watching Carmilla. Oh. Oh. Um, Yeah, it was a big thing on the internet at the time because lesbians were desperate for anything. Because they were all being killed. Because they were all being lexed. (laughs) Never forgive you. Mm -hmm. Fucking 100. Yeah, that was big. And then Dom being looped in, the in movie. it also was like, we were Wait. here for a reason. Like, there's a movie and a TV show? Yeah. It was a web series. Oh, it was on YouTube. You can watch the whole YouTube. The whole right. series is like two and a half hours long, I think. Oh. It's probably one of those things where, like, I would. If I were to watch it now, I would feel similar to how I feel about the L word, which I also didn't oh, watch God. when it came out. Yeah. Um, and someone tried to get me to watch in like 2018. Um, and it's sorry to those of you that are listening that are big L word supporters was one of the worst things that I've ever watched in my life. Yeah, I watched the original, the original L word in 2017. But that's like the I like didn't know about it before that because it was on Netflix back then, you know. Mm-hmm. But then the L word Gen Q is like actually pretty good. So I've watched a season of that and I liked it, but I didn't continue because the reason I did not like the original L word is I kept getting like one, like two seasons into it and realizing that I can't root for any of these people because they all keep cheating on each other. Yep. Right. Yeah. Like I, I don't support any of you. <gasps> you're all just having a f- continuous affairs and I, I'm, I'm yeah. not not trying to do this Mm -hmm. i was watching i just finished the first season of the new queer as folk Mm -hmm. and there's a moment where there's a character and she's talking to a baby so like the baby doesn't even know what's going on and she goes she has a line like this is 
like I just want to go watch I'm going to butcher this but it was something about like the L word generation Q being better than she really thought it was and she wanted to go back and keep watching it <laughs> I, I loved generation Q for most of the season and then like the end of season one an affair it happened so I messy I go, um Mm-hmm. Okay, but so honestly, see, you need season two. I'm telling you. Also, one of my underrated favorites from Generation Q season one was like the the gay priest girl. Oh, I know. She was a good character. She was so, she was in them for such a short time, and I'm like, please bring her back. <laughs> She's dope. All right. So last week's question: If you could go to the deep, would you rather go to the deepest part of space or the Deepest part of the ocean? Kelsey, quick answer. Space. Why? Oh. Because the things that are in the deepest part of the ocean are so fucking terrifying that I don't want anything to do with them. Which is yeah, what I would we thought, but then, right, no, this is what we thought. We thought same logic, but then Sam elaborated and deep also might mean far out, not deep down. Well, I'm not um, diving in the ocean. Fuck that. So- I'm still going to go with space. And the reason that I'm going to give you for that is that I can't swim very well. Okay. Okay. Fair. Fair. That's yeah, fair. Don't go in the ocean. Yeah. Um, I do not swim well. I can doggy paddle and I, I can't tread water very easily. So like when you're like in a pool, just chilling there and stuff, I don't, I just think it's sad. <laughs> then we'll, we'll get you a properly fitted space suit so that you float. Excellent. Yeah. Cool. Um, a couple of people from Twitter. Let's see. Courtney said, those both sound like nightmare nightmare fuel with a nervous face emoji, but I've always had a thing for space and learning about planets and stars and everything outer spacey. So I guess space. Dana would rather go to the deepest part of space because it would be a little more interesting and you can go as far out as you would like before you die and just look around and see what's amazing up there. Just all right. This week's question. I'm sorry, what? Oh, I have another question. That was last oh, week. Okay. <laughs> this is this week. I'm deciding between these two. Oh, I had to answer multiple questions. Um, yeah. Okay. You're on a this is an interview. Is it? <laughs> kind of. Yeah, we got professional mics and everything. Mm-hmm. All right. If you could have any person in the world bail you out of jail, who would you want? Any person in the world. Mm-hmm. Living, currently alive person. Could be dead. Could be whoever any person and in the people world. don't bail people out of jail very well that's true um, but if you want to bring someone back from the dead i don't see a problem with that there's so many excellent options for that question britney spears is what i keep going back to hmm. okay okay Sometimes. you have a reason why, why, yeah, you have a, why i feel like the things that would transpire post britney spears bailing me out of jail would just be an absolute delight maybe it would be similar to the movie crossroads and she might remember film. that time that Nicole and Shay um, got together in her audience that one time in Vegas. Yes, I, I mean, tell you about it. Chat about that. Especially like going on the road on the run with Britney Spears would just probably be a delight. Yeah, especially like Britney. Okay. Post- oh, wait, so you're getting bailed out and going on the run? <laughs> what else would you do? Wait, am I getting bailed out or broken out? I I need you guys to bail. Be like bailed she's out? Gonna pay, yes. broken out would be more fun but bailed oh, out yes but then you'd be a fugitive unless okay. you're getting out legally you only live once samantha <laughs> so who would i have bail me out of jail honestly yeah. it would be bill gates because he could afford to do so right yeah. logic 
The correct answer to that question is my mother, Diana. (laughs) (laughs) And do you want to know the reasoning behind that? Has she done it before? No, because it's the only phone number I have memorized. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. I also. You don't have have your your girlfriend's phone phone number memorized. Why the fuck would I have my girlfriend's phone number memorized? It's saved in my phone. Uh, Yeah, I don't have mine. It's been almost three years. I don't know what my girlfriend's area code is. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I only, I literally only know my mother's phone and then, and then my own. I know my mother's phone, my own phone and the house that I lived in when I was seven. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But other than that, names have just been saved in my phone. 208-457-1604. 208-457-1604. Leave that in. <laughs> Put that in the podcast. I don't know who's listening now, but when I was seven. I was always got the phone numbers as a kid. I really want you to leave that in because someone listening to this podcast is going to call it. Yeah, leave it in. And then if you have the guts to call it, let me know how it goes someone's one of these dumbasses is going to call that number tell it's us what happened somehow like slipped through the void and it's still my tiny voice being like hi you've called the taylor household i'm going to call it and i want you to tell us on twitter what happens okay we'll do Rach, who would you want to bail you out of jail i'm trying to think who i could have a fun time with after just a lot of people i don't know I've been thinking over here and I can't, I don't know. Tay, do you have anyone? Yeah. My erpy answer would be lawyer Waverly because, you know, we'd, it would be successful. Mm-hmm. My instinct answer is Halsey because much like the Bill Gates thing, I feel like it'd just be like, no, it's what offer back. Um, but then I also maybe we could hang out for a little bit and I'd be fine with that. <laughs> I resent Halsey. Oh God. Oh, that's Tay's person. <laughs> What'd she do to you? I have a feud. So I have this <gasps> tattoo. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you listening, because you cannot see the video, I have this tattoo of two roses that is on my shoulder slash chest, and it is the same exact tattoo that Halsey has, and I got it before she did. That's <laughs> fucking wild. That's that is like funny. that's scary. It pisses me off. <laughs> That's funny. Because now how many people do you think are walking around in this world with that tattoo? So many of them. Many. And I got it before she got it. Yeah, exactly. And that's why it should you piss you off. Halsey, I assume you're listening. So when she bails me out of jail, we'll go to your house. And then yeah, we'll go chat about it. I'm just yeah. thinking of some of my favorite like artists. And it'd probably be either Selena Gomez, Post Malone. <laughs> but imagine Post Malone rolling up. And is like that's what I'm saying. Postman was my first was the first person that came to my head because I love that man, and it would be so fun. I would like to re-answer. My answer is Taylor Swift. She would also be a delight, and then you'd probably get to stay in her New York apartment for like a week, maybe. However long it takes to get an album out out of her, and I would exit the jail cell, and I would immediately say, "Where is 1989 Taylor's version?" (laughs) I've been waiting. So basically, it seems like the correct answer to this question is anybody who could write an album about the experience. Yeah. Sam, do you fit the theme? Who's your person? I really don't know who, like, obviously my mom is like the right answer. And yes, I know her phone number and my dad's. Um, But like, I don't, I kept thinking while you guys were talking, I don't know who I'd call. 
But honestly, I think like honestly, Emily Andres like popped into my head first because she would. What a good answer. She'd be like, can we have an ERPCON in jail, actually? (laughs) She'd bail you out of jail, and then she'd make you ride home in the backseat, though. Probably. (laughs) Or in the trunk. She'd come, too. would come. Like, Like, actually come to do it. Yeah. Um, Let us know what you... Who on uh, on Twitter, let us know who you want (laughs) to bail you out of jail. Jesus (laughs) Christ, man. It is 10.15. Have you ever had a I thought this was podcast number 35. You said that like two hours ago. Podcast 35 and you can't get your shit together long enough for the ask question. No, I can't because I'm tired. What's hey, everyone on Twitter, let us know who you'd have bail you out of jail. See, I did your job for you. Sam, it's because you have that really comfy chair now. You don't have to sit in like a one metal of those chair. metal chairs. I also have my pillow here yeah. for back support. Oh, you're so old. You know what they don't have in jail? Back support. Comfy chairs. Let's take a step back because Kelsey's older than me. So I turned 31 in four days. I can't wait to see these Twitter answers. I hope. You hope what? I hope we get good ones. (laughs) I'm leaving all of this in. Sometimes. Oh, God. Sometimes I think I have a good question and I post it and I feel good about it and then it just I'm doesn't so, hit. I'm so <laughs> glad that I said yes to this podcast specifically so I could roast Sam during it. Oh, yeah, that's what we do. <laughs> what a delight! What a delight! Thanks for, for the me. break this week, Kelsey. Thanks for taking our shift. Literally, oh. our friendship. I like got roasted for a good like half hour last night about fried okra. Yeah, a good ninety-eight percent of my friendships are based off of roasting. So. We've bonded over sports. We've bonded over sports. We did have. That's how you start. You start with sports and then it just turns. Among my favorite pictures from Urpapalooza is when we went to that fucking gay bar. And yes. it's a picture that Katie <laughs> took. It's just me and Sam standing at a separate table, like hunched over, yeah. staring at the TV, well, watching basketball. The funny thing is that our friend Amy also took a picture from the side view. That was me. You and took God's light, God's light is shining down on you guys. You just couldn't see Kelsey next to me because you're too <laughs> tiny. Very tiny. Yes, fun fact about me, everyone that's listening, if you haven't met me before, I am 4'11 and three quarters. <laughs> three quarters. Three quarters. The three quarters is important. It is. I'm f- it's five foot when you're wearing shoes, but. <laughs> um, yeah, and then literally, like, that Sunday of Palooza, we were watching, supposed to be watching the women's championship game and i get a text that says where the fuck are you well first of all we went to like six different bars to find the gay bar in or the lesbian bar slammers uh slammers in columbus was having karaoke night during the women's national ncaa basketball championship know your goddamn audience (laughs) yeah (laughs) bad we went to like four different bars and then we tried to go to the hotel bar and it was packed. So we had to go back to our like hotel room to watch it. And Sam didn't get there until like fucking halftime. I had to help Rachel with her shit. It's a national championship, Sam. I know. Christ. Know your audience. <laughs> I was being a good friend to other people. Don Staley is disappointed. Okay. Um, Kelsey, do you have any shout outs you want to give to people? Could be anyone in the Twitter in the world, in life, doesn't matter who. So yeah, um, Kat Jetson does the the mosaics. Uh, yeah, those are sick. For a couple of years, and they're 
phenomenal. I have one of her like original mosaics before she was doing like photos of things where she was just doing like tiles when she was first doing mosaics. She sent me one and it's really dope. Uh, Scary Crystal has not done one on herb art in a bit, but one of my favorite things that I've always had that she made, she made like a couple comics. Um, my favorite one has always been though there's a comic of everyone yelling Winona and it's Winona saying why yesna <laughs> and it's made me laugh for six years now. I think she's actually doing something for Akon, if I'm not mistaken. Is she that for the VIPs? Akon. Yeah. How many days until Akon? 46 from 46. the time this episode goes up 46 days i finally have travel plans figured out chocolate plans doing better than last week travel plans what it sounded like you said chocolate i'm not gonna lie travel plans <laughs> to me it did Maybe listen i'm usually path. the first one to roast sam but she was okay she was right here okay yeah i'm driving the amount of times it'll take to get through fucking customs <sighs> all right rach where can people find us the people and wait, find... do people know where they can find Kelsey? No, we just Kelsey shout outs. Kelsey, where can people find you? Plug yourself. Oh, don't find me. <laughs> Save yourself the trouble. Just don't worry about it. You can find me on Twitter at Drunk Hot. Try not to though. It's pretty chaotic in there. I think we may have said that a few times this just episode. We'll link you. We'll link it. Along with the drunk history panels. We'll mm-hmm. link those too. Yikes. <laughs> hopefully part two is up on youtube by now but the people can find us on twitter and instagram at ln homestead or on youtube at late night at the homestead you can email us at late night at the homestead at gmail.com which i have to just say something i tried to type it in on my phone to sign into the email and i was like why did we make this so long? <laughs> we made it before we made everything else LN Homestead. Our email mm-hmm. should be LN Homestead. Because it should be. It's I was chaotic. typing it in and I missed like four T's. I don't even think we have four T's. Yeah, yeah we do yeah. have five. Sure all of them. Yes. No, there's, there's, four t- there's five T's. Two T's back next to each other. Yeah, I was like, why did, no wonder nobody emails us. <laughs> it looks so wrong when you type it correctly. You're like, I surely spelled that wrong. There's. 37 yeah. T's in this bitch. But then that's when I came to the conclusion that no, there's no wonder nobody ever emails us because yeah, it's too long. It makes sense. What would people email you about? I don't know. Anything. If they would just want to email us, it's there. Just say hi. Yeah. Because everyone, everyone listening, free to just send them an email and say, hey. <laughs> email we us that random phone number that you remember for no reason and we'll call it and see who picks up. Oh, what a fun episode that'll be. What an exciting episode for you guys our next live stream. that sounds really uncomfortable our next live stream we're just gonna type in random phone numbers okay. and call them anyways you can also find us on lnhomestead.com yeah what's that yeah what's over there I'm... though right <laughs> <Let's laughs> Jesus fucking Christ what's happening <laughs> it's we're breaking this is what happens at 10 30 on a Tuesday night only for you Sam I'm pretty great well Rach you just mentioned our website and there's really nothing on there the merch is on there our merch is on there what okay. the fuck are you talking about Sam our merch is on there <laughs> I <laughs> was getting there okay oh. episode 35 you know uh, if you want to be on the podcast, just fill out the Google form that is in the Twitter bios, in the Instagram bio. Oh, I'm going to need more energy from you when you're saying this. You sound so mad about it. I'm out of anything. 
This is why you had to make me fill it out in a hotel room. <laughs> I did do that. Um, all right. If you want to be on the podcast, you can go to our Twitter bio and find the link. <laughs> you can find the, the Google form in the <laughs> you know where to find it just go to the fucking bio and our merch is on our website buy our t-shirts help us pay our bills we don't even use the that's money not for anything that's do. not true Damn. <laughs> don't tell them that well, no, you're <laughs> like we use it to pay our electric bill we don't do Which that is worse than not doing anything <laughs> Okay, just kidding. The lady stays there. Podcast is falling apart. It is. Oh my god, we're never recording this late ever again. It's not even that late. It's not even that late. It's really not even that late. The only time option you gave me. (laughs) You could have said no. Let's do a different time. You gave me two time slots that were the same time slot in different days, and I said whatever. Oh my right, god. Well, Kelsey, thank you for this chaotic mess. <laughs> Kelsey, thank you. Thank you yeah. so much. Anytime. Oh my god. <laughs> Until next week. Bye all. Bye all. Bye. Thank you for being with us. <laughs>